Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in Health IT, we take a look at the common spirit outage. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Site, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. All right, so a couple notes before I get into this. I've received a fair number of calls. Do I know anything about this outage? And I only know what I'm reading in the articles that you are reading, okay? And so before I go into this, I want to make that perfectly clear. I have no inside knowledge here. Some of the stuff I'm going to be talking about, I will try to identify as this is my speculation based on what we are reading. So that's that's one of the things I want to make clear from the get-go. The second thing is, I used to write these things out. I used to write my Today Show out from beginning to end. And I don't do that so much anymore. I do this more like a conversation with you as I'm reading the story. So a little different approach, maybe a little less polished. than you know, sometimes my, my thoughts don't come together as well as I would like. Maybe I should write them out. But, but I sort of like this, this conversation dialogue that we are having through the Today Show. All right, so let me start with the news stories. So I will go first, NBC News story. Let's go there. Ransomware attack delays patient care at hospitals across the U.S. CHI Memorial Hospital in Tennessee, some St. Luke's hospitals in Texas, and Virginia Mason Franciscan Health in Seattle all have announced they were affected. Okay, so the first thing you're going to take from this, or I'm going to take from this, is this is something that is systemic, right? There's something at the core of this. This didn't happen at each individual hospital. It likely didn't happen at each individual hospital. It's something that's systemic that's coming from the the core network. Now, understand this. This is Common Spirit is really the combination of a couple organizations, but the primary ones at this point are Common Spirit, or, or Old Dignity and CHI. So you have those two entities and CHI was big and Common Spirit was big. They came together as, as one entity. It would appear from this, and I, I don't know the origins of each one of these hospitals, but CHI Memorial is definitely Franciscan. Uh, Virginia Mason Franciscan is probably one of those external entities as well. St. Luke's, I'm not sure, in Texas. But I would think that that St. Luke's Hospital in Texas is part of CHI as well. So if I were a betting man, I would say this is emanating from the CHI portion of the organization. Anyway, one of the largest hospital chains in the U.S. was hit by suspected ransomware attack this week, leading to delayed surgeries, holds up, hold up in patient care and rescheduling doctor appointments across the country. Common Spirit Health ranked as the fourth largest health system in the country by Becker's. I didn't know Beckers was doing the rankings, but they do publish them. So I said Tuesday that it had experienced an IT security issue that forced it to take certain systems offline. 
While Common Spirit declined to share specifics, a person familiar with the remediation efforts confirmed to NBC that it had sustained a ransomware attack. So if you're wondering, this is what, you know, NBC is confirming it's ransomware. We think it's ransomware. So anyway, that's what we're looking at. Common Spirit, which has more than 140 hospitals across the U.S., also declined to share information on how many of the facilities were experiencing delays. Multiple hospitals, however, including CHI, well, the ones I just mentioned, CHI Memorial Hospital in Tennessee, St. Luke's Hospital in Texas, Virginia Mason, Franciscan, and Seattle have all announced that they were affected. One Texas woman who spoke to NBC News, this is where they start to talk about you know, delays in care and that kind of stuff, which we know happens in a ransomware attack. Let's see, ransomware attacks on health chains are relatively common and have frequent part have been a frequent part of U.S. medical system for more than two years. True, true. To date, there are only one documented instance in which an American has publicly claimed that ransomware directly led to a patient's death. An Alabama woman sued her hospital in 2020 after her baby was born with severe brain injury and died after her hospital was hit by a ransomware attack. So this is becoming a patient safety issue. In fact, we're going to talk about that specific item on an upcoming webinar. I'm not going to plug that webinar right now, but just check out our website. I think it's not this one. We have one this Thursday. It's not that one. It's the one following that. We're going to talk about uh, ransomware as a patient safety issue. All right. So that's the story. That's what we know. All right. Let me see what else I can find out here. Here's uh, U.S. News and World Report. Hospital chain, Seattle, Tennessee, Texas fourth largest health system. They're pretty much just taking the news wire. At least 15 healthcare companies representing 61 hospitals have had ransomware attacks. Yeah, so nothing new in that one. They are keeping a tight lid on this and for good reason. And at this point, you probably have the federal agencies already involved. And so they may or may not be able to talk about some of these things. Daily Mail, Common Spirit Attack, that one's two hours old. Maybe they have some more information. Did not reveal how many patients were affected. The firm was struck by ransomware attack last week, which delayed some care. Around 20 million American health records could have been affected. The hospital system is describing the attack as an IT security issue. So those are the main things that Daily Mail has, which really doesn't doesn't tell us much. They do have a map here of all the different locations. They're in just about every region, so no additional information there. All right, and then the last story I'll cover... And the, the, I'm only covering this one because it just, it, I, I don't understand it. So Beckers, they make this observation because it's not really a story. It's more of an observation than anything. And it's an accurate observation. It's just, it just sort of stands alone. It doesn't make sense to me. Tech execs left Common Spirit before IT upheaval. Okay. At least five IT executives exited Common Spirit Health in the months leading up to an IT security incident that began disrupting care in early October, including the chief digital and information officer. Chicago-based Common Spirit, which operates 140 hospitals and more than 1,500 other healthcare sites in 21 states, confirmed an IT security issue to Beckers on October 4th. The incident affected some facilities and Common Spirit took precautionary measures to minimize the disruption, which is ongoing. The executives exiting are Suja Chandra Sekarian, Neil Gomes, Sunila Levi, Srinkath Victory, and Kumar Murakuthi, MD. Uh, a couple of these left for what looks like greener pastures, you know, just better roles. Others, to be honest with you, I think others left for various reasons. But the only reason I don't like this story is it's, it's, 
as I said in my post today, it's post hoc ergo propter hoc, after, therefore, because of. There's no, there, there's no relation to this. They left, therefore, the system broke. At least three of these shadows, maybe four of them, had nothing to do with the security posture. Neil Gomes had nothing to do with the security posture. Healthcare platform strategist, maybe. Vice president of digital products, probably not. Vice president of clinical applications, probably not. I mean, really, it's a stretch to, to say that these five people left, therefore the system was whatever. And only two of these people probably had any idea of what was going on in security. And really only one of them was responsible for security. And again, if that person leaves and a couple months later, the entire system sort of implodes. I, I, I don't understand this story. I'm not sure why this story was written other than to let people know that, hey, a bunch of common spirit people left prior to the incident, which is really all it's titled. So I'm not entirely sure what it's about. Uh, so let me give my so what. I try not to be too disparaging of healthcare organizations or executives because it is one of the hardest jobs I've ever had in my entire life. The uh, demands on the role are incredibly challenging and it's hard to pull off. And people don't understand the challenges that are in front of you. You're being asked to do a million things. And oh, by the way, make sure that the systems run, that they never go down, that they are never compromised. And oh, by the way, we need you to do all these new digital things on top of it to reach the consumer and help the nurses and reduce the workload on them, reduce documentation, you, you name it. There isn't an aspect of the of the healthcare organization that the CIO doesn't touch. So I, I hesitate to be disparaging in any way, shape or form, but I'm gonna give you my so what on this because I, I think there's, there's some warning signs that we want to avoid. And the, the first one is M&A needs to be handled better in healthcare, especially of this size. It needs to have a paper trail of security and operational risk. I will tell you, I worked for a very good health system, but when it came to doing due diligence before acquisitions, we were awful. And we did, I would say like 90% of the stuff we did was exceptional. And when it came down to acquisitions and M&A type stuff, and we didn't do any major ones, any massive ones, but even the minor ones that we did, it was sort of like, hey, we're doing this. Can you guys take a look at it? Like it wasn't even in the realm of possibility that this deal could be upset based on a security posture or an operational risk due to technology, right? Now, granted, this was back in 2013, 14, 15, 16. The world has changed pretty dramatically. This deal, Common Spirit CHI came together, I think 2019. The, the reality here is when you have a, a deal of this size, bringing these two size organizations together, there needs to be a, a security and operational risk put together. And the reason I say this is if they had done the operational and security due diligence on this thing, I have a feeling we would have had a laundry list. I mean, it would have been an, ex, an extensive list of things that needed to be uh, taken care of. And if you were to prioritize the things, they would have been really high on the priority list. Like we need to take care of the foundation. This is the foundational items, right? This isn't the, the stuff on the top. This isn't like, hey, are we gonna consolidate the EHRs or not? We have too many different EHRs. We're not, even, we're not even at that level. We're talking about basic blocking and tackling on the network, on the storage, on the end user compute level. We're talking the basic blocking and tackling of the system. And they would have had a, a document that was 
50 pages long on things that needed to be remediated. And that document, I believe, should be created at the time of the M&A. And then the leadership and the board should be made aware of that and they should be held accountable to it. That's my personal take on that. Again, I don't know anything about this breach or about this alleged ransomware event, but if I were projecting, I would say it's a ransomware event that originated somewhere in the CHI part of the platform. Somebody asked me on social media, shouldn't this have been consolidated by now? It's been three years. And the reality is, you know, Providence and St. Joe's came together. We were 16 hospital system, Providence and St. Joe's came together and that consolidation took, it just finished. And that happened in 2016 and it just finished in 2022. So I'll give you an idea that took six years and, and they were two, you know, fairly well-run IT shops. You didn't have massive holes. I mean, we had audits done by Deloitte every year around our security and our operational risk and all that stuff. So we weren't really outside the realm on that. So anyway, so that's the first thing. The second thing is health systems can't be run by the CFO alone. And I know somebody's going to quote me on that. And that's why I threw the, the last word in there is key. CFO is a critical role. It's a key role, especially in today's day and age. It's so hard to run a financial operation, a health system financial operation, but the CFO cannot do it alone. They need help and they need strategic help and they need technology and operational help. And they cannot make decisions in a vacuum based just on financials alone. So that's one of my so what's on this. M&A is really important. And if you are, you know, if, if you're just a system that's sitting there going, what else can I learn from this? I don't know what we can learn from this, to be honest with you. It's such, such a tight lid on this at this point, you know, we can learn the basics, which is the network is connected. It's all connected. If you think, hey, we're a separate health system because we were part of this merger and at this time frame, you know, once they connect you up, there's a, there's a path, there's a path in. My other so what that I, I like to talk about is, you know, people say it's not if, but when. And while I agree, it's not if, but when that there is an attack and it's not if, but when that they actually get in. Your job is to control the blast radius as the CIO, as the chief technology officer, as the chief information security officer, as the architect. If there is an architect, a lot of health systems don't have an architect per se, and you should. There should be either an architectural team or an architect who who is putting this whole thing together. They need to control the blast radius. They need to prevent the horizontal movement across the network. They shouldn't be able to get in at one health system because it's just gonna happen. Look, they are going to get in, right? There's, when you have a system of this size, especially, when you have 100,000 plus employees, somebody's gonna click on that email. Even if you have great software in place to prevent a lot of the emails to getting there, somebody's still gonna click on that email. Somebody's gonna reuse their password on another system or on a website that is essentially phishing for physicians' credentials and whatnot. But your job is to know that is happening every day. 100,000 employees, that's happening. Somebody has credentials to get into your system. You have to be able to control the blast radius. So when they come in legitimately as a physician into your network, how do you keep them from going outside of their boundaries? Right? That's what I mean by controlling the blast radius. So there's an awful lot of so what's on this. We will hopefully learn more as we move along. The best scenario of what should happen is what happened at Scripps and maybe even Skylakes Medical Center as, as examples. 
they shared within the community, they shared, Hey, here's what happened. Here's what the impact was. Here's what the financial impact was. Here's what the operational impact was. Here's obviously, here's what the clinical impact was. They shared within the community what happened. And I hope that we see the same thing come out of this common spirit challenge. All right. That's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. You get the picture. We are everywhere. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Site, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.